So when it comes to the question of understanding people, there's obviously very many angles to take, and we can take uh, uh, angles called psychological or physiological or mental, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, I understand this person because I know where they're coming from. I'm empathizing with them, uh, or I know what this what it feels like to, to be in that state of mind, etc., etc. But I'm going to try to touch upon another way to, to understand people, to so say, uh, uh, meaning to, the, a way uh, in light of which we can conceive of, of uh, uh, the, the, the notion of other people. So let's say that, um, excuse me, first of all, to understand anybody else uh, but ourselves, we have to understand ourselves at least a little bit because, excuse me, we've only ever been ourself we've only ever seen things from a first person point of view so if we can't uh, identify something within our first person point of view uh, that we could attribute to any other postulated persons then we can't so do there's nothing else than to say and that extends to even simpler things for example if let's say um, somebody has never been really hungry then he or she does not know what it means to be really hungry even if he or she has read all the books on hunger in the world and is able to say all the right words, the person still cannot uh, know what it is to, to be hungry experientially. And just so if a person has never been sad or never been happy or never been angry or never been whatever is the opposite of angry, uh, patient, and such and such, a person can't know what that is. Uh, we might be able to extrapolate a little bit. Maybe we've had a little inkling of an emotion and we can kind of... Uh, um, run with it and imagine what, what it would be like to exaggerate it. But if we've never had an inkling of something, then we cannot know what, what, what uh, it would mean for, for uh, what that could possibly mean. What a word that designates that experience for somebody else, presumably, uh, what it actually designates. So with that said, it also extends to, to something even more, we would say, profound than merely... Um, the, the, the these kinds of things, you know, emotions and, and feelings and, and experiences and all that, and that would be the very fact of our uh, existence itself. So we say that we can think of ourselves certainly as an object, uh, as just one object out of many. For example, I'm in a big crowd, I'm right here, and you're right there. I'm in a particular point on Earth at a particular latitude and longitude as compared to all the other people and animals and insects and so forth and so on. But another way to, to think of ourself is what we can call a subject. And even that really isn't necessarily so convenient because then we might think that uh, it's one way out of many to think about ourselves. Uh, I can be a subject, I can be an object, this, that. But uh, another way maybe to phrase it is that from one's own point of view, uh, I am all of existence, meaning there's nothing at all I can possibly conceive of as existing outside of the uh, confines of my existence, defined as existence, meaning, again, if I'm visualizing my body, obviously I, I can think of things outside of my body. There's a tree over there, the moon over there, a home over there, whatever the case may be. If I'm conceiving of myself uh, in terms of uh, experiences or just thinking of experiences, obviously I can postulate there's experiences I haven't yet had, things like that. But if I'm paying attention to the very fact of my being itself, I cannot, as a matter of principle, conceive of there being any other sort of being uh, or existence than whatever it is that, that is present at hand. 
Uh, now, with that said, this being and this existence that is uh, can only be called all of existence, and even that might be kind of a disservice, but just at least to so say, it is not what I think that I am typically. I cannot apply it to uh, the, what I see in the mirror or to some or another kind of self-concept. I am a very enthusiastic, loving, intro-extroverted, uh, outgoing, in ingoing kind of uh, individual that lo loves ice cream on the beach. That's not the, to whom it applies. It, it's a, it's an existence, but uh, it, it it's all of existence, but it doesn't apply to that. So now, basically, when I see um, myself in the mirror or when I think of particular capacities uh, of mine, such as, uh, again, that contrived identity or something like that, uh, we would say that, um, that that would appear to stand in some relation to that uh, necessary existence which there is present by the way of oneself. So we can say that the appearance uh, of oneself in the mirror qualifies that all of existence, meaning all of existence is conceived in, in, in terms of certain attributes uh, and, uh, and consequently is experienced in that way by the way of oneself, uh, but uh, all of existence is still not what uh, what is seen in the mirror or, or what is mental kind of furniture and things like that. It's not that, but it's experience conceived in, in those terms. So we would say that when we look at another person, therefore, one way presumably to view things is to postulate that it cannot be that the existence qualified for by that appearance, meant by that appearance, indicated by it, is anything other than my own existence fundamentally, because there's nothing else that I can conceive of. Again, I can conceive of different experiences. I can conceive of, of uh, hunger when I'm not hungry, if I've been ever been hungry, of thirst when I'm not thirsty, if I've ever been thirsty, things like that. I look at another person, I can think of a different personality, a different mind uh, per my capacities to, to imagine that different uh, uh, feeling states. Maybe that person, I'm inside nice and, and warm and that person's outside in the rain, they're wet or they're cold. Something like this, I can conceive of this, but I cannot conceive of there being a different fundamental necessary existence uh, therein. So consequently, a way then to view it is that the appearance I see qualifies all of existence that I am able to experience myself. Basically, it's myself. Just like when I look in the mirror, it's not technically myself, it's just an image of an image because the mirror also, right? if we throw something at the mirror, it's not going to hit us. It's going to hit the image of us. We would say that our body ourselves is an image of us. So it's an image of an image, and yet it's still an image uh, of us. So we look at another person, it's an image of ourself, but uh, of, a, of a different version of ourself, of another like expression of ourself. Uh, and, and we would say that this uh, goes without exception. And, and we see that no matter how many people we see, we walk into a stadium, there might be 100,000 people. Each and every one of those people qualifies the whole. Each for, From the perspective of each and every point, uh, person therein, that is the same all of existence that I experience, conceiving of itself in terms of different attributes. I see uh, a little kid, uh, and I can, instead of saying, you are a little kid, I can say, I am, from th that point of view, indicated by that uh, image, by that appearance, a little kid. I see a person that looks in such and such way, and I can think I am, uh, a, a, from this point of view, a person that looks in such and such way. All right? But it would be that same I, that same all of existence that would be uh, conceived of in, in, in attributes uh, uh, that, that are, are, are seen in, in a given instance. So we see that, that no matter who an individual is, 
no matter uh, kind of uh, the, the the person's qualities or traits, whatever the case may be, each and every appearance it, it qualifies the whole. It indicates the whole, and consequently, that is a conceptual way to view other people. Each time I see another person, I am viewing an expression, an image of the same necessary existence of the same being and and and, and fundamental self that I am myself. Now, we can't uh, uh, swap things here and, and consider that to be one's uh, uh, vanity or, or one's self-image or one's ego or something like that. That's called narcissism, right? I see every person. Every person is likes what I like and, and all of that. So we're not talking about that. I have my own ego, uh, uh, we think. And, and you have your own ego. I have my own body. You have your own body. I have a certain set of memories and, and, and temperament and personality and all of this, and you do as well, which is different than mine, absolutely. So we're not talking about that. That's why I have to, first of all, make a distinction between myself as object, as all of these things, my ego, my vanity, my sense of self, and myself as all of existence. When I see another person, it's that all of existence that I'm seeing, not the, the myself as object, my ego, my vanity, and all of that. That is definitely something to keep in mind, but otherwise that does seem to be a, a valid way of, of considering uh, uh, other people and uh, we can, um, or thinking about other people and we can do so. Thank you for listening.